Pretty good. How's life in Colorado? Oh, we're living the dream. They're come trailing like crazy since Saturday, so we've had non-stop rain, man. We more rain than Seattle this year. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, speaking of your crazy conspiracy theories, dude. Are you jumping right in? Yeah. Bro, I was talking to Cousin Frank yesterday. Oh, great. This is going to be good. Uh, just so our listeners know, this runs in the family. doesn't matter how old you are, whether you have three kids at home or not. It actually has to do with the name Frank. I think we're just insane individuals. <laughs> you throw out a conspiracy theory, they will entertain it, you know? <laughs> That's so I right. throw, I, you know, I toss it out there. Your, uh, your idea that they're trying to uh, uh, maybe simulate a fake alien invasion. <laughs> yes, sir. Project Blue Beam, as it is known. He pondered it. He had a couple of questions, and then uh, after thinking it over, he said that's probably why they keep North Korea around. Because if you do a fake alien invasion in North Korea, nobody will know if it's true or false. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had a great point. You can't do it in, like, Las Vegas, dude. There's way too many cameras, people with cell phones. Somebody's going to get an angle of the glitch, you know? If there's a glitch, yeah. I mean, I feel like the technology is at, like, a 7D level where you could interact with it and believe it's real and not know it. Oh, uh, you know, there's always a glitch. Always. Yeah, you're right. There's Some, always a glitch. Somebody, you can take the best photoshopped photo, and somebody will find the little line in the corner. Actually, like, technically know? speaking, things always go wrong. We run the exact same podcast three nights a week, and every other night, something glitches and goes like absolutely, totally wrong for no reason. Uh, I haven't touched the cables in three years, and somehow it just won't work one day, <laughs> and I have to saying, rearrange dude. them for some reason. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. So. Something wow. always goes wrong. That's why I liked his idea of North Korea. I like the angle of, I'm not going to dismiss your cockamamie fake alien invasion concept. I'm going to expand on it and look for a place where this could actually work. This is genius. True yeah. mind of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going to poo-poo not and naysay. I'm going to embrace no. and find my angle. There was no laugh. There was no poo-poo. <laughs> Just found, you're right, just found his spot in the theory. And this is a uh, a man who gets down and dirty with the QAnon, so, uh, you know, I, I appreciate his uh, appreciation for my, you know, yeah. theory. It's not it's really... Totally plausible. Not really my theory. I'm not going to take the uh, ownership of it. Th this whole concept is... He didn't have anything to say about Flat Moon. No, Flat Moon? <laughs> not into Which the is your baby, you know? Oh, yeah. That's my polished turd. That's right. <laughs> it's a disc. So I like the idea of North Korea. Project Blue Beam is a uh, concept that was uh, declassified uh, through CIA documents and Freedom of Information Act. Uh, the CIA and uh, the three-letter organizations have been plotting all sorts of things. If you look back from the declassification, they had this operation, and I might be slightly off, but I think it was Operation Northwoods, which essentially, they came up with it back in the 70s and 60s. Uh, originally, they thought, why don't we get some Cuban nationalists, well, they'll hijack a couple planes, and they'll fly them into a skyscraper. Sound a little familiar, folks? Mm, yeah, that's uh, right. Operation Northwoods ended up taking place in 2001. What was that date again? Never forget. That's <laughs> right. September 11th, people. So, I mean, 
the fact that these things were floated uh, as ideas and discussed <clears throat> and gamed out in the major agencies 50 years ago makes it kind of obvious that they've hammered out the details. They've, you know what dude, I'm saying? <laughs> they figured yeah, it you, out. You stepped into it, so I got to bring this up because this just happened today. <clears throat> Young kid, 19, in college, right? Born after 9-11. Wow, like, all right, man. Years after 9-11. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm... I forgot how we got on the topic of conspiracies, but he asked what I thought about 9-11. And when I, I, first, first thing I always say to everybody is I, nobody knows until they start talking about Building 7. You know, like, we yes. need to know what happened with Building 7, right? Before <laughs> anybody, you know, I don't care what any story is. I actually, I know 7? what you believe when it comes to 9-11 if I ask you what happened to Building 7. Well, that was, and that was the, the best part was when I said that to the kid, first thing he said was, what are you talking about? There it is. And I, and, and I explained <laughs> to him that there was a third building that fell in New York. It was a couple blocks away from the towers. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. We learn about it every year on 9-11 in school. There was no <laughs> third building. Wow. Really? They never talk about the third building. The third building, Building 7 of the World Trade Center, Totally got wiped off the off the history book. Uh, wow, uh, that is not sh- surprising, but it is shocking. And I guess I never thought in my mind, hmm, I wonder what the public school history books are saying about nine eleven. Uh, of course, they would totally just not mention Building Seven. Building Seven is the most bizarre part of nine eleven. So bizarre. He knew, dude. He knows about the Pentagon. He knows about the two buildings. He even knows about the about the uh, fearless <laughs> passengers. Let's roll! That took, that, took the, <laughs> that took down the hostage after he called his wife. Babe, I'm calling you from a cell phone uh, 30,000 feet in the air. It shouldn't work, but I'm calling you to tell you I love you, babe, and we're going to go take this guy down. Let's roll! <laughs> Let's roll. Yeah. Let's roll. Uh, so they know all that. But they did. They never heard a single peep about the third building that <laughs> fell in New York. Like the Pentagon didn't even fall; it just had a fire. This building fucking collapsed, and it's just that doesn't exist. And nobody wants to talk about the fact that what was in that building. Oh, the financial records that they admitted the day before were <laughs> That's a little right, short. Man. Yeah, dude. it's incredible. It just so happens to be on September 10th, Don Rumsfeld held a press conference where he said, whoopsie, we lost trillions of dollars, our, our mistake. And then the next day, the building that held all the documents and proof that that money was missing, you know, just collapsed two blocks down from the for those that weren't born, <laughs> dude, because I said it to the kid, I thought it was like, I thought it was like a couple billion, right? It was two billion? No, it's two it was trillion. Like five, oh, two trillion? I thought it was two trillion. I could be, could be wrong, but. <laughs> was it a trillion? Maybe it was billion. We've just been in the world of trillion dollars for everything. Well, because lately. I, because the kid looked at me funny. I was like, it was like a couple billion dollars, and he looked at me funny, like they're gonna take down a bunch of buildings for a couple billion dollars. Right? No, that doesn't. I had, seem... to st- I had to stop myself and be like, dude, twenty years ago, a billion dollars was like unheard of. Yeah, but like, I... I don't even think there were billionaires back then. I think it was trillion. You think so? I have a feeling it was. Maybe you could look it up. Uh, but uh, Even we forgot. God damn it. Never forget, people. I'm really thinking, though, <laughs> that it was, the, it was such an 
obscene number, and I think trillion is that kind of obscenity, and so that's why it raised so many eyebrows, especially considering 24 hours later, two planes flew into the trade towers. Yeah. And then the trade towers fall. Now, if you watch the video footage, for all the youngins out there who didn't uh, live it in real time, you know, a lot of people on the ground were claiming to hear explosions. And there's a lot of video evidence to suggest that if you slow it down, you can see floors underneath the collapse. As the collapse is occurring, you see explosions shooting out. Now, there's a lot of explanations out there and what have you, but there's just a lot of visual and boots on the ground uh, proof or eyewitness statements that show, you know, hey, there were multiple explosions. These towers fell in somewhat of a controlled demolition style. And also, how on earth does a plane melt steel beams? <laughs> the one answer they never, never gave to us was how these steel beams melted. They melted people. Well, yeah, but that was the, uh, I know, they, they say it's the jet fuel. Dude, yeah, yeah uh, right? Uh, dude, tough. no, the melted steel beams is the weirdest one uh, within the collapsing of the Twin Towers. Oh, so, that's some thick metal, man. That dude, thick, that's thick, thick metal. metal. And there's a lot of people claiming that there was yeah. some controlled nuclear explosion in both towers. Uh, you know, we don't understand nuclear weaponry in the modern era. Everybody thinks of Oppenheimer and the fat man and little boy when they think of nuclear bombs. But Drop it out of a B-52. Yes. No, we, we have very the controlled. doors open. We can detonate very tightly controlled nuclear weaponry. And so it's possible that it was there. There's Haven't a... you seen Hillary Snook? <laughs> One of the best South Parks. <laughs> but man, I'm... I'm uh, hugely obsessed with the, the melted beams, the explosions heard and seen uh, on footage. And then, on top, of all, on top of all of it, the next day, out of nowhere, Building 7 collapses. That was the most incredible. And it was $2.3 trillion that was missing. And you can do a little digging, uh, and I'm a little potentially off on this, but I do believe BBC declared Building 7 was destroyed before it happened. Wow. I'm almost certain there's a video out there of the BBC saying the Building 7 had collapsed, and then it happened something like a few hours later. Mm. It, it's pretty weird. So, you know, the, the, dude, 9-11, man, are we not far enough now? Kind of, like, do we have to go 50 years like we did with JFK, where they're like, okay, look, it, we shot him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they pretty much admitted that, right? Yes, they, they right they, now... They had to because of the FBI whistleblowers coming out against Biden. They had to come up with something. They had to distract <laughs> us with some shit, man. They're like, it's too early for the alien invasion, folks. We'll do JFK. <laughs> they admitted it, and nobody batted an eye in the general public. They, we have J, uh, RFK Jr. going around uh, campaigning for 2024... He's on every podcast, left and right, talking about how the CIA killed his father and his uncle. Yeah, yeah. And he, it's like common knowledge. It is, at this point, common knowledge. A coup d'etat occurred in 1962, and they assassinated John Kennedy. Or 63. I may have got the right year off. That was it. That was when the CIA took over. It was when they took over, man. And so, it's just... It's crazy that we can openly discuss that. When is gonna? When will the point be in time 
where we could all just casually be like, yeah, uh, our government did 9-11. <laughs> right? It's, we're, we're halfway there. I mean, look, there's evidence. It came out this year in court findings or court release um, that the CIA funded two of the hijackers. What? We talked about it on the podcast several months ago. Oh, did we? Yeah, see, nobody Short cares. Memory. No, but the thing is, here's the thing. It's the same with JFK. They waited long enough to the point where it was just so obvious that that's what they did. It's so obvious yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> like, there's just no other explanation for who killed Kennedy, man. And so, yeah, it was the CIA. Yeah, it was our government, of course. We're kind of hedging towards that time frame where I, I believe people are going to, like, you'll bring up 9-11 to people and be like, yeah, of course our government did it. Now, what are you going to do? I don't know. You think that will happen? That's pretty much the, the world view. That's the reaction to JFK now. I can only imagine 30 years from now, that will be the reaction to American, uh, the American public when they find out. That it's going to be a slow drip, too, you know? I mean, and it kind of is. I, already, I just said this year in a court proceeding, they you know, proved that there were two hijackers out of the 15 that were like on CIA payroll. They were uh, assisted in coming over and going to the flight school. And they know this because the FBI was tracking them. And there's a division between FBI and CIA and they're throwing each other under the bus. And it's like, dude, our, our system is so corrupted. We're just like you know, doing these atrocities to like screw the other alphabet organization. Yeah, pretty crazy. I'm glad oh, dude, did you see that uh, protest at the LGBTQ parade? Is this a recent uh, get down that has occurred? Oh, my God. Wait, dude, is it, are it we done? So are we not done with the LGBTQ sandwich parades and celebration? No, dude, we did a whole month. This was man. one. This came out late. I guess they were trying to. I don't know how this didn't hit the scene later because this was from last month. It's a video of a bunch of oil climate change activists. Stopping the parade to to talk about ending the use of oil. Oh my God, this is beautiful. So you have a clash. <laughs> you have a clash of liberal idealisms, and, and nobody knows what to do. It's genius. They finally learned their lesson because all these climate pussies they go into like a street where there's like blue collar guys <laughs> trying to get to work. Yeah, man. And they just fucking like pull them off the road or run them over. They just don't care. That's right. You know. So what did they do is they decided to go hit up their own people and went to the gay pride parade. Those people did not know what to do because you don't want to seem like you're on the side of big oil. Wow. But don't but this you is a gay pride parade. If you're uh, one of those uh, folks in the flamboyant and, uh, you know, in, in the community where you're very open with your sexuality, I can assume or presume many of these individuals have only fans, right? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I think just go with the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> what, instead of the parade? Yeah, just do the OnlyFans. Do the digital parade, man. Oh, uh, digital parade. Dude, these guys are gay. They're not f <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So they glued their hands to the pavement. You got the pride parade. No, going no, no! On. It was even better. They did the whole thing where they blocked the road. They went in front of the the fucking fl the bus float where all these like gay guys and girls dancing on top. It was all painted rainbow. And then they stop it, and then this one chick. 
goes around and is spraying oil on everything, including the float. I feel like, given the scenario, the everyone would have just like stripped naked and gotten down with the spray. Mm, you ever been covered in oil? Yeah, no, it doesn't. I have been, and yes, it's a horrible uh, experience. Mm. And um, baby oil, different story. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> I really enjoy the idea of this clash of inner culture. Right, this is the same group basically not knowing how to react to each other. Uh, this is beautiful. We need more of this in our society. I, I encourage Greta Thunberg or Thunberg. <laughs> Thunberg. <laughs> Thunberg. I, I I recommend her go go mess with the gay parade stuff. That's great. We can all watch you all fight each other in fighting. This is perfect. They can destroy each other, and then we could take over the world. I love it. And then uh, eventually, yeah. Again, I'm kind of circling back to the OnlyFans. Why don't they do like more OnlyFans stuff and stop with the parades? Like go go digital. Stay in your home. Starting to sound like you don't know what OnlyFans is. <laughs> I think it's a uh, porn, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I'm not really sure where you're going with this OnlyFans. I'm just tired of these people on the streets. Go online. <laughs> Go digital. Get off my streets, man. I'm sick of it. I'm a sick of the parade. It would be more like a Facebook thing, you know? Facebook thing, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Or a right. Twitter, the Twitter scene. <laughs> I don't think anybody's on Twitter. Dude, I've been getting that feeling myself. I think it's just robots. Yeah, they're all Elon Musk. Do you think Elon is just in a room with, like, a thousand cell phones? <laughs> Every time he fires somebody, he steals their identity. Makes a robot. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, that's good stuff. Was Greta Thunberg at that uh, parade? Uh, I doubt it, right? She's um, nah, I didn't see her. probably no, not in the, the LGBTQ sandwich. Well, all right. Good. I actually haven't seen her after that Zelensky visit, man. She might be uh, going down a dark path of cocaine. Oh, <laughs> she's partying. She might have her own OnlyFans with Zelensky in a little bit here. Speaking of OnlyFans, see, now you got it right. I think now you got that right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't actually know what OnlyFans is. I uh, just thought it was what the gay community was into. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter, gay or straight, Frank. I have this feeling the gays are making more money than the straights. On the OnlyFans. Bro, I heard the funniest thing ever. This guy, he's like a really scrawny, like, looks like a bitch. Yeah, all right. Yeah, like, uh... This dude, this dude's bringing in 70k a month on just foot pics. And it's, it's like straight dudes who think it's a female's feet. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He just, like, capitalized on his life of video games. That's beautiful. Oh, I'm happy oh, for the genius. guys. It's so <laughs> funny, too. Think about all the guys jerking off to that dude's feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure most of, a, most of the time it's, um, it's probably just Quentin Tarantino. Uh, just logged in 24-7. <laughs> that man loves feet. No, does he? He's obsessed. Yeah, he has um, foot feet sequences in all his films. Uh, that's why he loves... Uma Thurman, he's like obsessed I've with her feet. I've never seen a foot thing in his movie, really? Oh, yeah, man. He does the foot thing in a lot of movies. I, I'm trying to think of the, uh, the one with I know Selma. in Pulp Fiction they talk about the foot massage. Oh, dude, he does feet in all his movies. So there's um, a scene in da, 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 the Selma Hayek dance scene um, with uh, Antonio Banderas. Um, or not Antonio Dust Banderas. Dust Till Dawn, thank you, sir. Yes, George Clooney. 
uh, and he's the brother. She does the strip oh, I scene. I forgot that was George Clooney. Damn. Yeah, she does the strip scene, and she there's a part where she like. I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino like sucks on her foot in that scene. Really? Yeah, he's positive. actually in that a lot, huh? <laughs> he plays a weirdo in that one, and uh, he's he's all about the foot fetish. It's like a well-known thing about Tarantino. The only thing I've heard about Tarantino is he digs the feet on grown women. That's all I've heard so far. (laughs) As long as they're of age. Dude, that movie came out in 96. Dust Till Dawn is a fucking It's like the third episode in a a row we mentioned a movie from 96. I believe it. I believe that like the 90s were the last era of good films. I know, dude. we we definitely in the that's early two thousands, early two thousands, still kind of the nineties era, and I think that's when we got like the No Country for Old Men, and um, you know, all that. All, there was some gems that came out in that early two thousand time, but dude, the the nineties, last time we had like original movies out there, you know, like that was when they would have scripts, and then scripts would move around studios, and then they finally like pulled the trigger on a script. Yeah. People would like write ideas. You're right. They'd float right. it around. Nowadays, it's like, um, you know, we got to reboot Harry Potter. Let's get a bunch of hot young kids in there and uh, we'll turn them tranny and it'll, half of them will be black. It'll be great. Dude, that's probably why Dust Till Dawn, the budget was 19 million. Wow, man. Box office brought in 60. Wow. Yeah, dude. I, I'm obsessed with the numbers. Because you see the shit that they're coming out with nowadays. Dude, these guys are hitting $400 million in the box office and losing $100 million. I know, but... And most Maybe of just that, go back to the $20 million till dusk till dawn, you know? Well, you know, they're having these strikes going on. That's right, folks, you forgot. You forget every day, but oh, we're here to remind you there's a writer strike going on. And, and like, they, I just... They need to get rid of all these crap writers and bring in some fresh people with some fresh ideas. I really think that's what's going on. Absolutely. And no more rebooting. No more. uh, There's the Oppenheimer movie coming out with Christopher Nolan, and there's a bunch of hype about it because he detonated the the closest size bomb you could get to a nuclear bomb for the scene where they explode the bomb. And apparently they had one moment everything was geared for this one shot and they needed a storm to come in because that's what happened in reality a storm was coming in they were really not sure if they should go with it and then they blew the bomb spoiler alert uh you know to test it for the first time so apparently in this oppenheimer movie when filming because christopher nolan is just vehemently against using or overusing cgi uh they just went for the shoot, hoped for the best, and a storm actually occurred, and they got the shot that they wanted. Uh, I think that's that's pretty awesome, man. You're doing some practical, real effects. You're, you're waiting for nature to take its course. You know th- that. Oh, wait to see how the off. movie turned out. You know, I'm not interested. It's like three hours long. I'll never see it. See, I know. Yeah, it's so. 
That's the problem. Man. And I know it's bad just by all the hype it has. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude, think about all the hype it has around it. Dude. I didn't really notice any hype, honestly. It, it kind of... It, dude, all I have heard about is the Barbie Oppenheimer. Wow, I, I totally forgot Barbie is out. It's pretty wild yeah, stuff. Like, it's supposed to be... These are the movies of the summer, Frank. That's right, man. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah, the summer movies. That's, that used to be a thing, man. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad. Anymore. Got a neighbor. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really funny if you listen to the episode that came out today. We talk about a previous episode where we we confused Avengers and Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I was a big fan of that. And then while laughing about how we confused it, we then go to talk about the new Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. And and in that, I started confusing the storyline. I I completely turned the storylines around. So I was talking. I meant to talk about the right movie, but I I put in the storyline from the Avengers. <laughs> like no matter what we try to do, we can't even get it right in like a two minute conversation. That's too much. Just, I can't handle it. They're my, so stupid. I don't have enough. They're the same shit. There's just not enough room in my pea sized brain to fit all the Avenger stuff in there. I just can't do it. I mean, I know Chris Pratt is an Avenger and a Guardian. I just, I don't know who else is in what. You know? <laughs> That's right. And honestly, I know he's both. I was willing to see this flick for Chris Pratt. I dig on Chris Pratt flicks, but again, the 245 time frame, I just um, didn't have it in me. And I was thinking about I it today. I didn't see the time. I just saw the money Amazon was charging. Well, I was thinking about it today, too. Like, just not interested, man. I don't know how people maintain the interest in these storylines. It's too long. It's too many years. I just, yeah, I think it's the kids. No, I don't know. These things geared for kids, man. I'll peruse the Marvel Studios subreddits, and it definitely sounds to me like a bunch of fat neckbeards in their 40s talking about how much they wish Iron Man would come back. <laughs> you know, it's kind of an- an- anecdotal, but... Uh... It seems to be the favorite Star Wars amongst the really young kids now are the, uh, they're like the first three, but that's the second group of three to come out, the second trilogy. The trilogy that got trashed when it came out when we were kids. Yes. Now the kids are loving it. Yeah, I actually always liked it. I thought, I thought, you know, the problem we had was the guy, the people that were alive in the 70s just shit all over it for 10 years. (laughs) That's right. Well, here's the thing. Hard to replace Harrison Ford, Han Solo. Like, what a great character. You're going to go do three movies without Han Solo. I don't know if I'm very interested. But they replaced him with Jar Jar Binks, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not see Jar Jar? Oh, I I saw Jar Jar. The best (laughs) Jar Jar was played by a black dude. It, like, ruined his career. Was it Jamar Neighbors? Or no, was it that? Jamal Jamal Neighbors? No, Jamal Ma- Jonathan Majors, name? the most brilliant genius actor to ever grace the screen in the Marvel Universe, who is now out because he's a woman beater. See, that's the problem. That's why I stick with Don Cheadle. I can't even pronounce the other guys. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, it's important to know your uh, black fellas and black fella culture and history, and if you aren't versed, then you wouldn't have been as interested as Mike and I were to hear the news that... Uh, a fella from the olden times, back in the 90s, back in the news. Now to a new report from Johns Hopkins. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Of course one. they gave it to Michael. No, oh. it's the wrong one. <laughs> Only in Cali will we yeah! Die, 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 die. 
Oh, yeah. This morning, new developments in one of the biggest cold cases in modern pop culture history. Las Vegas police executing a search warrant at a home in connection to the murder of legendary rapper Tupac Shakur in the nearby city. Excuse me? (laughs) Just miles away from where the 25-year-old was gunned down during a drive-by shooting in 1990. 30 years ago. Yeah, we got nothing else to worry about right now, Mike. We, we're... <laughs> he, 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 was, he died 30 years ago. Yeah, and we already know who killed him. I'm pretty sure everybody knows, but uh, <laughs> there's, they interview some uh, old-school hip-hopsters in this uh, little clip. Um, I'm a big fan of Suge Knight. If everyone remembers Suge Knight, wow, he, I be- Knight. believe, was in the car with Tupac when this occurred. I, I'm not too clear on the history here, but uh, yeah, Suge Isn't Knight. Isn't he the guy that like hung, hung vanilla ice off of a, a balcony? <laughs> I don't know. And stole the rights to Ice Ice Baby. No, is that what? Dude, Suge Knight's a bad dude, and he's uh, currently in prison right now, serving like 20 years for a hit and run from like five years ago. What? I know. He got... That's what he went to jail for, the hit and run? See, these criminals, this is karma. This is how God and the universe work, man. Like, look at OJ. Didn't go to jail for the murder. 20 years later, tries to steal back his own memorabilia, goes to prison for 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't get charged for the murder, got charged for uh, tax evasion after writing a book about the murder. (laughs) Uh, Hunter Biden, didn't get charged with the cocaine or underage hooker. Again... Tax evasion after taking money from said underage hooker. Uh. <laughs> See, the moral of the story is if you're going to be a criminal, pay your taxes. They'll <laughs> get away with everything, man. Dude, apparently, okay, this is, this is like, for those that don't remember, this is 90s at it best. Suge Knight hanging vanilla ice over a balcony. Just a rumor. Suge Knight's muscle men grabbed Vanilla Ice, put him to the edge of a balcony. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Suge Knight threatened to have them throw him over the balcony. And uh, Vanilla Ice signed over all royalties to Ice Ice Baby in that moment to Suge Knight. Wow. The guy had nothing to do with the song. Wow, man. <laughs> Dude, I remember watching this interview a long time ago about it, where it was like these these gangbangers that hung out around Suge Knight, and they were just saying like, Vanilla Ice walked in like he was a badass, <laughs> and and he just got put in his place. For sure, back, dude. Back then, the rappers didn't play; they were like actual gangbanging hard asses. You know? I gotta say, I have a Vanilla Ice story. I was in Vegas many years ago, playing the old roulette table, if I recall correctly, and the most bizarre-looking posse of five or six individuals strolled up to the table, and as they split, you know, kind of parted like Moses parting the sea, <laughs> out from this group emerged Vanilla Ice. And they, no. yes, man. It was Vanilla no Ice. Way. He was there. I was at the table with him. It was so weird, man. No way. Did the table go cold? Hey, oh. Dude, well, do you know what his real name is? I can't wait for this one. He's <laughs> Jewish, isn't he? <laughs> Robert Matthew Van Winkle. <laughs> yes, I knew it was Van Winkle. It was in my head. 
<laughs> no wonder Suge Knight just fucking threw you over a balcony and stole all your royalties. Oh, Van Winkle, that's right, man. I oh, that slipped my mind. That's so great. Yeah, man, I was at a at a uh, roulette table with uh, Rip Van or Robert Van Winkle. It's great. Robert time. Van. He goes by by Bob now. That's right, man. He was he's a nice dude. I I didn't really converse with him. Uh, I just leaned over and whispered, "Word to your mother." He didn't, gonna... <laughs> he didn't like it too much. <laughs> right as the dealer was about to deal, I would have said, "Stop." Now collaborate and listen. <laughs> <laughs> or no, what does he say? I couldn't even remember the words. I like what you th- you threw down. I don't right remember there. what I said. I don't even know what I said there. You got some natural skill, my man. Hell yeah. Let's get started. What does he say? Stop. Not collaborate. What does he say? Well, What's Hammer the does the stop hammer time. No, no, no. He does something uh, in that Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, no, story. it was a big thing in the early 90s, late 80s, where <sighs> they would be jamming like and then it. they go, stop. And they get the pause and they do their little catchphrase. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what it was. I just remember, I remember um, what it was, man. God damn it, Vanilla. I don't remember. You know, Vanilla Ice, all I recall from him was he had the word to your mother on his, the back of his shirt. <laughs> word. Yeah, you said it in that song. Yeah, word to your mother, man. It's like <laughs> such a great phrase. It does. That's got to be top three phrases. Do you have a catchphrase <laughs> like that? To word to your mother. Like, that's because, like, that's funny, but also, like, that could be stone cold in certain moments, you know? Word to your mother. Word. <laughs> Dude, that was like a big thing back in the day, just word. Yeah, Remember? absolutely. Um, I uh, was on a band meeting call, uh, like one of those group calls many years ago with our manager, and he would always use the word word. And so he would say a bunch of information about like a tour we were about to do or you know some shows we were going to play, and then he would say word, and all seven of us would go word, 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 word. <laughs> We would all respond back with a word, dude. So you'd have just like all these words going on. Word, 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 word. Uh, that's such a good psychological trick. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. I'm going to bring that back one of these days. I'm going to shock someone's system. They're going to ask me a bunch of questions, and I'm going to go, word. word. The best part is you keep saying it, and then somebody's going to be like, what does that even mean? Word. Your mother. <laughs> Word to your mother, man. Yeah. <laughs> the best part is we got here from Tupac. I know. That's, that's all... how stupid this story is. No, we don't even have to finish this. No, this that's is all obviously I had. a that's distraction, all I dude. So, um, I, and I'm not even going to play it, but I'll just tell you guys. Uh, they go to an old interview with Suge Knight from like 10 years ago when he's in prison. And the interviewer asks him, like, if you knew who shot Tupac, would you tell the authorities? And there's like a long pause. And Suge Knight says, absolutely not. Uh, I'm a crip. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's a blood. I don't remember what he was. Some, one of those was said. I don't know what he was. Uh, I think he just ran the Death Row Records, which, you know, that was kind of, you know, one of the biggest labels at the time. And they interview another guy who claims he was in the in the car with the shooters. And they ask him, you know, about who pulled the trigger. And he said, I'm going to keep my loyalty to the streets. And so with that, all I know is the shots came from the backseat. So no wow. one's, no, nobody's ever going to, you're never going to find out. We'll never know. And there was a guy, 
about a year ago. Actually, I'll say this is during the the COVID lockdowns and what have you. The um, a fellow who uh, he's one of the little wheezies, little namesakes, you know, one of the little guys out there uh, who's a big rapper in the moment, and he put out like a Twitter thread with pictures allegedly showing a current modern-day Beyonce standing next to what is an alleged current modern-day Tupac Shakur alive and well. And in the thread, he goes on to show a few other pictures of Tupac and claiming that Tupac is in Cuba and everybody knows he's there. Not a crazy concept, by the way. He does have family who lives in Cuba. So, like, it actually kind of connects in a certain way and... There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence to suggest that the dude uh, slipped out and you know, got out of the country. I don't know. A lot of people saw him get shot, Frank. I mean, not enough to identify a uh, suspect, but enough that uh, <laughs> that's right. Can kind of believe it happened. I think he's dead. I think he uh, was was murdered, no doubt. I think nobody will ever tattle on the. Yeah, he was murdered by the rival gang, and that's why Suge Knight won't say anything. Exactly, man. That's exactly what it is. and it, They live in a different world, you know? No, it's not some grand conspiracy theory here. It's pretty black and white. Uh, there are rival gangs, and um, there's some shootings going on. Yeah. Tupac uh, suffered the consequences. Suge Knight's in jail either way. Uh, what a retarded story. I don't know why it was all over the place. You sent me a text about it the other night, and then I, like, did my perusing of the news sources and I could have chosen this story from like a dozen different agencies out there. Uh, everybody oh, was all over this story. It's, it's nothing. There's no information in this. And who was the other one? Uh, the Kennedy. Like all I kept seeing is stories about Kennedy assassination and Tupac. What year is this? And then you go <laughs> onto the right wing media. Oh, it turned, it turns out the whistleblower from the FBI that's blowing the whistle on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's corruption. Turns out he's a gay Democrat. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, and he fucking testified yesterday. And the shit he said, Frank, not looking good. Not looking good. Tonight, under oath, a pair of career IRS investigators testifying to Congress that they believe their superiors and officials at the Department of Justice work to suppress a probe into the finances of the president's son, Hunter Biden. And coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation. Joseph Ziegler, who came forward publicly for the first time, and Gary Shapley pointed to the evidence they say they collected, which they viewed as damning and the skeptical response they say they received from the prosecutors involved. I'm here to tell you that the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office and Department of Justice handling the Hunter Biden tax investigation was very different from any other case in my 14 years at the IRS. At every stage, decisions were made that benefited the subject of this investigation. But Democrats on the panel were quick to push back, pointing out it is the job of prosecutors to make the call to hand down indictments, not investigators. Well, that's standard. Investigators and prosecutors disagree all the time, right? I mean, and so the prosecutors are the ones that make the decision. Shapley also testified that David Weiss, the federal prosecutor in Delaware who handled the investigation, said he didn't have the authority to decide whether the charges were filed. The story has been changing uh, from Department of Justice and U.S. Attorney Weiss. Weiss, a Trump appointee, has sent multiple letters to Congress disputing that. 
Tonight, the White House reiterating the president was not involved in his son's business dealings and uh, blasting the hearing. Their focus is continuing uh, to do political stunts. That's what they want to do, but that's not what the Korean GPO. God, come on, guys. Eventually, you're going to have to. They're just they're going out there. They really, they know for sure the media is going to lie for them. It's insane. Yeah. And the yeah. media has not said one word about this. That's right. It's fucking crazy, dude. It gets so far into the woods, man. Uh, Ted Cruz does a really good, he actually has James Comer on today. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that out. I, I dig on the James Comer, actually. The guy's it's a firebrand. He's got, got some energy. Dude, they talk about, like, uh, <laughs> they talk about, I guess it's this thing, uh, SAR. It's a suspicious activity report. All right. Man. Right. So if tomorrow you go to your bank and you just deposit $30,000 out of nowhere, right? Yeah. They're probably going to fill out an SAR and send it to the IRS. Damn it. Frank, this is a little suspicious. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> but the, the thing is, they, they, apparently they rarely do it. Rarely do it. Uh, Joe and Hunter Biden... Had 170 SARs. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> they said that uh, if you get two, you'll probably never be allowed to open a bank account again. These guys had 170. Wow, man. These dudes are so corrupt. It's unbelievable. And, and who are these super right, ultra right wing uh, people that were doing it? Uh, you're talking about uh, Stanley Morgan or JP Morgan. <laughs> That's right, man. Same, uh, JP Morgan, same dudes paying Citibank. off. The same people paying off uh, victims of Jeffrey Epstein. Just keep that in mind. They had a bank account. Hunter Biden had a bank account. For years, that I guess had like forty thousand dollars in it. It would go up a little bit. It would go down a little bit, and then one day they just got ten million dollars from the Chinese government. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, man! We gotta get these guys out of the White House. Oh, this whole thing is corrupt, dude. So far, they they can definitively say that there are nine members of the Biden family, including Joe Biden, that took a total of, I think it's $17 million from four different countries, which include China, Ukraine, like, I think it's like Bangladesh or some shit, and then another one. I'm sure Belarus is up in there, and Poland. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Belarus. These guys are but in dude, it. Dude, it's, it's insane that all of this comes out, and where do I have to hear from it? On a podcast. The news is not mentioning a fucking word, dude. CNN will not mention a word about this. Just like they have not once mentioned the fact that Joe Biden is technically a once impeached president. Yes, I can't believe this has been so buried. He, he He's technically been impeached. He's impeached. If they impeach him again for the fraud, Joe Biden will be a twice impeached president just like Donald Trump. I don't know what you guys don't understand about the fucking... Uh, the, the gates of hell you opened when you decided to just impeach Trump twice and then prosecute him for everything you possibly could after he got out of office. This is a can of worms you can't close. Absolutely, and look what's going on with Trump now. They are going to go after him to the point where he can't run again. 
They're going to do the same thing to everybody else that runs for president. It's an endless cycle now. We're just going to destroy political careers and, and, and not progress in any manner. We're going to be stifling anything that we could do because we're just infighting and trying to impeach and, and, and arrest and persecute. And we're starting to sound like a banana republic. Oh, absolutely. Especially, uh, yeah. yeah. We're just controlled by the Democrats is the problem. Well, I mean, look what's going on here, man. You're talking about this Hunter IRS thing, and it's weird that, I mean, I'm playing an NBC clip here, man. You know, so they're, they're talking about it. So what's the oh, angle? This is from MSNBC? I didn't, I didn't hear anything on CNN, man. This is, a, this is an NBC nightly news clip, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, what kind of weirded me out is there is this strange push to besmirch the Biden family and to kind of, you know, make them seem very negative. It's almost like the powers truly in control are not game for Biden going again in 2024. So the wheels seem to be turning in the direction that we got to destroy this man's political career right now and get him out of office so let's start openly talking about his son hunter biden (laughs) yeah that's what that's definitely what's going on well do you know we just played a clip nbc about hunter biden and these irs uh whistleblowers and it just so happens today gavin newsom threw his hat into the ring for 2024 no, I didn't see that. I was yeah, busy. man. I was busy too, but I saw something. Maybe it was a goof over in the Twitterverse. So you never know how those things roll, but it, I saw something floating around there, and it was just a matter of time. We all knew he was going to do it, this uh, psychopath. He is a, the American psycho. Just keep that in mind, folks. And so <laughs> that's where they got the inspiration. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the, the dude, it seems like they're trying to get Biden out of there, and they can't do Kamala Harris, man, she's just an idiot who keeps dropping baggies of cocaine all over the West Wing. They can't keep her around. <laughs> Dude, I don't think he's running, man. Everything's saying he's not. Oh, maybe I misread the info. I guess he wants to run. Maybe did he put out an exploratory committee to no, see if he, he should he run? he put out his backing for Biden. Wow, okay, I misread. Damn, I was getting excited for the Gavin Newsom, you know. Speechathon. We we have so many clips. It'd be incredible. Really yeah, about so, it. So well, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, and um, sometimes it's easy to get distracted. Do, do you think he's gonna go? Do you think Biden will go down for this? I mean, this is the. There's always okay. My whole life, forever, there's been corruption in the government. So I don't think this is the worst corruption that's gone on, but. This is the most obvious. All the evidence is laid out on the table. Like, how could this guy not go down for this? <laughs> you know what I mean? We literally have the receipts. You opened up LLCs. Dude, they had some, I forgot how many. All these shell corporations. Yes, they had that they were, shells upon shells, actually. It's kind of That works. they're just pumping money into for foreign countries. Not to mention, during the election, you bragged. It's your favorite story to brag about. How you forced Ukraine to fire the guy looking into your son. Yeah, man. They, they, they fired him so that they could get their aid money. I mean, come on, dude. This is, he's not going to... In, in the meantime, what are we doing? Uh, we're, we're about to arrest Trump for a third time in a third district 
for January 6th this time. <laughs> That's right. You know? And then right after that, we're going to arrest him in Georgia for the <laughs> election thing he said. <laughs> I saw some things going around that some element of this current <clears throat> third arrest, I, I, I'm, not, I'm a little off on my count at this point, but <laughs> he's getting arrested in another place. But they're saying this one's pretty big where it could mean he will not be allowed to be on the ballot or something like that. Oh, my God. Right? So th- All I know is we're serious. about to arrest him for a phone call he made to Georgia. A phone call? I don't fucking care. What I do care about is the guy who's currently president who clearly owes favors to these countries for the millions of dollars they supplied his family. Yeah, dude, Zelensky's out there making speeches. He did one over the weekend where he said to fellow Ukrainians, the next step is that the Americans need to send their sons and daughters. And so which, it sounds like Biden owns... There. Yeah, he, we are. And it definitely we're feels like when you're looking at our connection to Ukraine and then the Biden connection to Ukraine, kind of seems like we're paying back some favors here. Or maybe in a bigger scheme, if you will, it seems like the Bidens are compromised. Absolutely, 100%. And just the perception of the compromise should be enough to get this guy out. Get him out of here. This is, this is, oh, we can't get rid of him because then we got the camel in the wing. But uh, <laughs> Camel in the wing. It's, it really feels like everything they accused Trump of with Russia collusion and all that crap is exactly what Biden did with China and Ukraine. Exactly. Oh, it's exactly. Dude. They just projected their own it's, it's situation onto Trump, man. And they were, they had the power of an ownership of the media and all the major institutions to you know oh, back them up, it, dude. They literally start a state TV and then they you know, and then they preach to you about how we need to stop authoritarianism as they enforce authoritarianism based on some bullshit <laughs> about a, a a virus that you can't even argue because they own the media. So I, I've <laughs> you know been, I mean? dude, I've been thinking a lot about COVID lately. Actually, it, like not the virus, but the media of COVID and the frenzy. And the buildup. And I see a direct link with Trump derangement syndrome and COVID. I believe that they looped everyone in with the obsession of Trump. And that just gave them a clear pathway. They must have seen the numbers. They knew how many people were tuned into the boob tubes. And they just, they knew they had everyone locked in on the Trump indictments or the uh, impeachment and everything. And dude, that just like seamlessly. If you really look back on it, like that summer of the impeachments right into COVID, dude, that was like, it's like they had us, they hooked us as a fish and then they reeled us in with COVID. Yeah, they definitely knew what they were doing. They definitely used Trump to. I, I think Trump to, it was to tap a, into the minds. Trump you know? doesn't realize, but he was used as a patsy all along to just dupe the American public into being suckered into obsessing with information flow coming from their TV and their cell phones and believing all sources of information had their see, best see, interest the, the in mind. Of, so the thing about Trump, right, is you had all the elites, you had all the media, the, right away they're coming out telling you that this is the, this is the scariest thing to ever happen to us. You know what I mean? And now the truth is, to them, it really is. What I don't understand is why so many people on the bottom fell into that. Trump is not a threat to you, just a regular blue collar American. Trump was a threat to those people in power that have been in, pa- in power for generations. 
right? And they just, those people in those positions of power were able to, to, to sucker people in to their fear. Let's, let's take a long view of this, man. What does Trump really represent in the long term? He represents the long shot, making it. The guy that nobody... Oh, the underdog. The underdog, right? And what did the yeah. institution and the establishment stop at nothing to do? Destroy this underdog. End this yeah, man. And they are still doing it. They're going to try and link Jan 6 to him and persecute him for that. And like the, and Jan 6, by the way, it's pretty much common knowledge, just like 9-11 and everything else and JFK, that this was a Fed-run situation and it was just the government staging an event. But, that, but, that, but that's because they have to, Frank. They have to go after him like this. You can't have everybody believing that they could just run for president. That's exactly it, man. The, the yeah. whole point of this, if you take it all in, for, it's just very clear that the powers that be, those in control of us, have sent a shot across the bow and said, we will never allow this to happen again. And if any no, no, of no, you, we, if any of you try we, to do we, it, we're going to destroy you. No, listen, we pick the two people. Yes. And then we allow you to pick between those two people. Yes. That's man. how the system works. Yes. Okay? <laughs> you don't get to pick who gets to be one of the two. We decide that. And then you get to pick one of those. Uh, I think it was... I, I, I know you love grapes, but I'm going to put up an orange and an apple, and you have to pick one of those. You don't get to choose. Well, the apple did promise pizza every day, guys. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> he said pizza every day. I'm going Apple. I'm a grape guy, but I'm going to go Apple. You know, that <laughs> Apple, I liked that orange. I just didn't like the way he talked. I like the attitude. Yeah, that's right, man. And Apple said pizza every day, and he's going to return our student loans, dude. Yeah! <laughs> and he's going to help Ukraine. I mean, God bless those people. Those good people <laughs> of Ukraine. Have you seen the people of Ukraine? <laughs> They're suffering. Oh, man. Well, uh... Good times had I just, by I, I just saw that because I got CNN on the TV on mute, and uh, they're doing this, like, money raising for Ukraine, and there's, like, this old babushka on there, like, crying. <laughs> of course, man. we got to send them more money. We're not sending billions enough. Uh, we're <laughs> not fixing our roads here, but we got to send more over there. That's how it A hundred billion for the cocaine? <laughs> What's left for the bushkas? <laughs> Dude, so while we were all distracted or obsessed with Hunter and Trump's indictments and all that bullcrap, uh, a little gem kind of floated under the radar yesterday. I didn't see anyone talking about it, and this made me feel really warm inside, really good, really happy. Uh, I feel like we should go out on today's show with some upbeat good news. The Pfizer manufacturing plant was damaged by the tornado in Nash County. Just look at that. You can see part of the roof there caved in all of that debris surrounding the building. Officials with Pfizer tell us there are no reports of serious injuries. And man, they certainly are lucky when you look at the damage Absolutely. that was caused by that tornado. Uh, yeah. You got one thing to say to the Lord right there. And Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. Yeah! <laughs> I was waiting for it, man. That's right. Dude. I'm going to put this up there with the uh, the 
brick mural with no metal in it that was struck by lightning That's of right. George Floyd's yes. face. <laughs> Yes, dude, yes. Oh, my God, I yes. think God is trying to tell us something here, folks, and I think we need to listen. Does anything say act of God more than a tornado just ripping through the Pfizer plant and destroying everything inside? Like, literally, it destroyed two trees and then the Pfizer plant. <laughs> <laughs> In case you were wondering if God's a sharpshooter, he is. fucking love this story this made me so happy there's just some weird karmic like justice you know this is what the universe is all about man you're not scared though what about all the vaccines i know actually live without our booze actually now that i think about it maybe this is bill gates he sent the tornado to unleash those vaccines onto the environment (laughs) oh no they're just flooding that's right Uh They're, they're flooding into the water system and you know just Getting everybody now. That was now the goal. all the frogs are going to be gay. <laughs> that's right. Dude. No, trans, man. They turn trans. Isn't oh, that... trans, that's right. I think the frogs become tranny. No, this is good stuff. Um, look, I, I'm a huge um, anti-fan of Pfizer. <laughs> I um, think they are the pure evil of society. Maybe one of the greatest evils in our world. I cannot believe... <clears throat> Anybody supports them on any level. Uh, and This is God coming down and smashing evil. I, f- I love it. I'm absolutely Which all for this Which it says in the Bible in because Pfizer literally played God. Yes. They, like, think they're God. They do, man. I, I, I really, I cannot think of a more symbolic justice, man. Like a tornado just ripping through this facility. Like, Yes. I I, I I want more of this in our news, so you're welcome, folks. You know, little happy times there. You know, <sighs> and I want to remind everyone, nobody was hurt, right? So this is just this is a very good thing. Pfizer no, had a, are, suffered a big it's, loss. It's not going to affect, uh, you know, Dr. Fauci's uh, profit share, so he's <laughs> That's fine. That's right. Everybody rest assured. What do you think? Do you think they got these vaccines still stocked up, or I mean, they must have just dumped them, right? Oh, I smell a building seven here. Oh yeah, you know, uh, there's been some videos floating around virally online there of people sticking magnets to their meat, like their beef and their chicken, at the uh, grocery store, claiming that it's meat and produce that has been vaccinized uh, or vaccinated with the mRNA. Substance. <laughs> Do you remember the magnet? Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell a. I've I told this on the show, I believe, two years ago when we first started. Uh, it's about when it happened, but we went to a local bar. It was the only bar that stayed open during the pandemic and lockdowns, and we went there every day. And one of the main guys in the back, one of the cooks, he was a twice vaccinated fella. And one of the bartenders asked us if we had seen the uh, videos uh, online of people sticking magnets to the arms. And we said, yeah, you know, but, you know, didn't really believe it. You never can believe what you see online. Well, this, this dude came out of the kitchen and she pulled a magnet off the fridge and it suctioned right to his bicep. <laughs> oh, the man's made of iron, Frank. 
It was exactly where he got the shot. Now, we all burst out in laughter and exploded in excitement. Like, this is crazy. Well, we this can't is before be- strokes and heart attacks. Yes, exactly. And uh, the lady pulled it off his arm. When she pulled it off, you could see the skin stretching towards the magnet man. It was freaking crazy. And she pulls it off, and then she did it a few more times. We saw the magnet stick to this guy's arm. It was the weirdest thing ever. And this guy had a face white as a ghost. Really? Any relation to uh, Ian McKellen? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about Gandalf over here? Wasn't that Magneto? He was Magneto, yes. Ah, yeah, my X-Fan fans. Wow, dude, you know what? I was thinking of Fassbender. For Magneto. Fastbender? He's the new... From X-Men Apocalypse? Yo, bro. How many times are you going to come out on the show without coming out, dude? If you're gay, bro, it's fine. (laughs) I like to keep the mystery alive, you know? (laughs) X-Men Apocalypse? Michael Fastbender, dude? He was was, uh, Magneto for like five movies, man. Listen, the day they put... uh, Jean Grey into the fucking bottom of a lake and she turned into some fucking star. That, that was it. No movie after that exists. This X-Men died there. Good call. Well, they're rebooting X-Men, man. Disney bought the rights from Fox, and so we have new X-Men down the line. Oh, great. So Ezra Miller's gonna be Wolverine. Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna have gay oh Wolverine God. and Tranny Jubilee and uh Cyclops. Uh, I actually go know. by Wolverine. <laughs> no, it's Wolverex, right? Because uh, everybody they put the X there. Well, well, Frank, I'm not a transgender. I'm a they, them. So it's <laughs> God, such a bigot. <laughs> I'm actually now looking forward to the Disney Marvel iteration of X-Men. I don't think I'm going to ruin my mind. I'm just never going to see it. That might be where well, I go with what's that What's her one. name? Like the original transgender, huh? She could be anything. Who, uh, who's that now? The original. Oh, I can't uh, the name. yes, uh, uh, Mystique. Not- Mystique, yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. yeah, Mystique. Yeah. Who didn't want to marry Mystique? She could be any woman every yeah, night. Yeah, but come on, in the original X-Men with your Ian McClellan, Rebecca remains Stamos. Man. Oh, man, looking good. What a smoke show. Do you get any more babyrific than Rebecca remains Stamos? She was married to John Stamos, man. Dude, they did a great job casting those first ones, dude. I, even the men were hot. I'm gonna oh, drop. Dude, I would bang anybody in there, I'm even gonna, Megan, even McKellen. I'm gonna drop a name that uh, you may remember. I don't think too many people from home listen to this show. You remember Danny Gamelian? No. All right, perfect. Well, I went to school with a dude, Danny Gamelian. His mom was related to Rebecca Romain Stamos. What? And she went to the wedding with John Stamos. No way. Yeah, man. They're still married, huh? Are they? I call her Rebecca Remain Stamos only because I like the flow of the name. But I don't know if they... That seems like a too hot of a couple, and he's too gay of a dude to stick with a woman for too long. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped her a long time ago. 
No, but Rebecca, dude, they were married uh, only seven years. Yeah, that's a that's a typical uh, gay actor trying to pretend to be with chicks kind of marriage. I feel like. You think he's gay? No, they're all gay. We talked about this, man. If you're an actor, no, come he's on. just swimming in pussy, dude. There's... I think at that point you just get so much pussy you get bored of it. You're like, all right, I'll try a dick at this point. Oh, John Stamos? Yeah, I, I can yeah. see that. John Stamos, you know I mean? he probably did the dick try like in the 80s, you know, and then maybe the 90s. I don't know. He's been famous for a it, long time. Probably once every decade when it becomes cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 he does the, the Bowie. the trend comes back around. It's the Bowie, man, you know? Yeah, Bowie's gay in the 70s. Then he's not gay at all in the 90s. Well, then he's maybe gay again in 2000. <laughs> Not gay in the 90s, but wearing more leather than any other man ever did. <laughs>